0: Today is July 31st 2016 so Kaya please. okay I've got her and your
1: first question um we want to know how much pain she's in yeah regarding on a scale her head. Of one uh, one to ten yeah
0: yep absolutely okay so Kaya please so um, on a scale of zero to ten zero being no pain you're completely normal ten being so excruciating you want out of your body where are you with your pain level She's at a five. She's at a five. Okay. When I asked her, how are you dealing with that pain level five? You know, some days it's very hard for me to get up from my lay down to a rise position. She says if I go slow, I mostly manage. Um, pain control is my friend. You know, there is a grating sensation on one of the hip ball and socket uh, section that joins the actual hip pelvis itself. Um, It feels to me like her left side. My left and right sometimes come through flip-flop, but it's more so one side than the other. And it's almost as if the the ball joint isn't smooth somehow. So this, she says, um, I'm not sure if you would define that as dysplasia as humans. She says, I just call it plain irritation. Um, So how often does this bother you? She says, well, that's where the pain comes from. She understands, too, that you guys are doing your best You know, if she could get in there with a – she shows me a saw or a a large nail file and smooth off the ball and socket – well, the ball joint, I should say – of the limb that leads to the pelvis, she would do that. Um, She says it hurts. It hurts. The tissue around it is also irritated and agitated. You know, one of the ways she helps herself cope – it feels like she will lay on smooth, cool, or at least colder ideal surfaces on the floor. She says the cooler ground is soothing to me. She says it's not about me getting overheated or hot in the home. It's more like that area of irritation one would want to put a cool pack on Now when I ask, I actually knew a client whose dog allowed her to put a cool pack on the achy hips. Would you how would you feel about this guy? Um, No, thanks, she says. Not for me. Okay. What next?
1: Well, so regarding this, because this is really what we want to talk a lot about and get deep information, is um, does she like the cold laser and, and, separate question, the acupuncture that she's getting?
0: Okay, sure. Kaya, the cold laser that you're receiving, how do you feel about this? She doesn't mind receiving it. It's easy for her to receive. It's painless. When I asked, does it benefit you and your body, she she feels it does. Yeah, it takes down her pain level by about two notches. Where she would be a seven, she's at that five, in part because okay. of the laser. Um, you know, she thinks the amount of frequency that you give her of the laser is just right. Okay. As far as the acupuncture... I don't get she's really crazy about receiving the acupuncture, but when I ask how does it benefit your body, she says I tolerate the acupuncture needles. Okay, but how does it affect your body? You know, it really does open up the qi, which is the energy flow, Chinese medicine word, throughout her body. Uh, She shows me qi flow running quite smoothly, believe it or not, through her back and over her hips and down her back to hind legs, where she sometimes has poor circulation issues in the both the bottom paws of the back, left and right, as well as up the lower left section of the limb, uh, back limb, back left. From the, you know how dogs, if you look at the underside, they got the big paw pad and then you got the little toe paw pads. She's referring mm-hmm. to the little, excuse me, the big pad. If you go up the back portion that faces the tail, not the front portion of that leg, she will sometimes have pins and needles effect. It annoys her, she admits, she tolerates it. Um, I'm sorry, we're getting off on a tangent on the acupuncture. I just want to be clear, Kaya. So she's just, okay, she was just going into letting you know she sometimes has pins and needles effects. So that's separate information from the acupuncture. When I ask how often are you having that experience, say in a seven-day period a week, twice, twice, and how would your people know that that was happening for you? I lay down a lot during that time because since I can't really feel my limb, she says, my back left as easily, there's this feeling of wanting to lay down so she doesn't misstep and hurt hurt herself. So understand, she says, I'm not always laying down because of my hips. Sometimes I'm laying down because the circulation is poor back there in the back left, again, closer towards the foot and ankle joint there. Um, Back to the acupuncture, does it serve you to get it, to receive it? Mom thinks it does. What do you think? Yeah, she says it is worth it. You know, it's interesting. She says about every third time. So if you think about taking her three times in a row, on the third time, that's when the benefit kicks in. When I ask what about the fourth time, the fifth time, because sometimes acupuncture is, you know, builds upon itself. She says, no, really, it's about every third time. When I ask is there a reason for that, it's about the timing and the flow. You know, she actually thinks there are times where she gets the acupuncture too frequently. I mean, not that it's bothering her. She tolerates it, but where it doesn't feel like it's really benefiting. May I ask how often you're taking her?
1: Uh, Yeah, she's down to every other week now instead of every week, so we did back it off a month ago.
0: Okay, so, Kaya, what's that comparison of those frequencies? It's much better now. Um, Is it still too frequent? You know, she says again, Mom wants to take me. She's doing it for you. (laughs) She's going for you. She is benefiting some. Um, When I asked, well, what would, if you were, you know, to write yourself a doctor's note, what would you put on there? She says, I would go once every, so once a month she would go. If you were to look at a month, she would do it every third week, you know. Um, So, yeah, every three weeks. Every three weeks is the regimen she would put herself on. Um, Okay. And you know, Mary Jo, I, you know, I'm not a vet. I can't diagnose or prescribe, just relaying what I hear, so certainly check with your health professionals on this. Um, what else for her? Oh, by the way, rubbing my hips helps. Please keep doing
1: it. Rubbing the hip helps?
0: Yeah, this is hand rubbing, and you're being gentle. You know, it's not petting. It feels like it's more like, you know how some dogs will enjoy a scratch with human nails? She's mm-hmm. not wanting you to do it over the hip. Bones, but more doing it on the upper thighs, the meaty portion where the musculature is back there. Um, and she knows that she's got an equal distribution of muscle tone back there too. But where she is still meeting the upper back thighs, when you use your um, hand, she says, in a massage sort of way, it increases the blood circulation. She says, and if we do it enough consistently, it may help prevent the tinglies, the pins and needles tinglies that I get in that back left. Does she
1: want to start her massages up again? I was having someone come in once a week and massage her.
0: Oh, yeah, Kaya. What's your awareness on that? Do you want, want that again? She does say, yeah, she would, um, because that was therapeutic. It helped her move more, especially right immediately after the massage. feels like it really got the lymph flowing, not just the blood, but the lymph fluid. Um, she says, we need to move the lymph fluid around, Mom. She doesn't know how to do that. Um, She doesn't know what procedure or method to offer you to do that. Um, But does the acupuncture move lymph around? She says, I think so, but not as much as I would like. You know, the lymph flow throughout her body is really good from midsection of her, you know, midsection of the ribcage on forward, but it's pretty lousy from midsection on back. You you know, Mary Jeth, this is me just thinking out loud now, I wonder if you were to mention that specifically to your acupuncturist and the cold laser person and the massage person, if they might know something in their skill set that can help increase lymph flow.
1: Okay. And then um, the TENS unit, where she gets, we haven't used it in a while because she seems to not like it, but um, it's the, I don't know if she'll know what it is. It's a little pack we put on her side with the little electric, Oh, okay. it would go into her hips
0: okay and this is something you would do at home
1: yeah I do it at, I can do it at home the, the physical therapist started it but I, I bought a unit and I don't know if she really likes it it seems like it didn't help so okay. all right
0: so Kaya as described this little pack that your mom was putting on your side for a while to try to she says the vibration thing That's how she describes it. (laughs) Okay, and, yeah, so what did you think about this? She wants to know. Um, You know, it helped with the blood flow at the surface level, which was not bad. When I asked her, was it beneficial? She says it was too weird to be beneficial. I I guess she would look at you like, what is this thing, Mom? Um, Mm -hmm. And it did help on the superficial skin uh, and just underneath the skin where the small layer of fat is between the skin and the muscles and tendons. She says, so it did help there. Is, is it worse for your person to keep doing it? She says, no, it's not necessary. No thanks, Mom. She okay. shows me an image of wanting you to put it away, yeah, in a drawer, and yeah, yeah, not interested.
1: Okay. Um, so can, sh- can we talk about what things make it worse, like that we're doing walks, um, short walks, long walks? What? You know, what's making it worse and what's, what can she tolerate?
0: Absolutely. So what makes it all worse for you, Kaya? She will not give up her walk, she says to me. Mom has to walk me. That I need for my mental well-being, my mental state. Okay, can you tell her a list, perhaps, of what does make it worse for you physically and, you know, sure, in all ways? Um, she says, laying around too, too much on a hard ground surface Not very helpful to me. She shows me being in a car and having to stay, you know, in a particular, well, fit position is what she's showing me. Um, She says I can't sit still too easily, and I can't sit still very comfortably in a vehicle. So that's not helpful. Um, But it's, it's interesting. She shows me an interest mentally in wanting to go for a ride, but when it comes down to the body position she has to put herself in, it can get a bit cumbersome. So make those trips. She says, ideally, only minutes long. Um, So long trips, not easy for her in the vehicle. What else makes it hard? She says that's about it. She says this is something that I'm destined to live with. There's not much, she says, that can be done to help me out. Now, um, she is bringing me up quite randomly, glucosamine. Um, Do you guys have her on that? Yes. What do you want to say about it, Kaya? You're currently on it. It helps. Tell mom to keep it up.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Um, you're content with the strength of it and all that. She says she is. Does mom need to alter it or talk to the vet about altering the dose and all? She doesn't think so. Nope. That doesn't need to be changed. Um, things that help her. She says, she, she. I'm trying to get her to tell me yes or no on a short walk versus a large walk, and she just says, period, I'm not giving up my walks. Okay, we're just curious about the duration but, of the length of the walk. Kind. Yeah,
1: would she rather have... Multiple short ones or, you know, fewer longer ones?
0: Okay. Um, you know, the short ones are right, do right by me. Yeah. What is short in your mind? 10 minutes is short. 10 minutes, yeah, multiple 10 minute short walks are nice. Now, she's still going to have energy at the end of the 10 walks, she's indicating to me. And yet, she says if we're trying to preserve my hips and keep them from getting red, heated up and agitated. She says 10 minutes max. Um, and and do know that Mary Jo, she is going to, I mean, indicate that she wants to keep going because she's telling me this because she just gets into the walk and I get, she gets settled into a pace and it's nice. But if you were to ask her, you know, really what is for your greatest and highest good here, she's telling me 10 minutes max.
1: Okay. And then what about the swimming? Does she like going in the pond? Does that help?
0: Okay, sure, sure. Let me split that into two questions first. Do you like going into the pond? I mean, she does. She loves it. It's part of her favorite <laughs> pastime, favorite part of her day is what she says. She gets all jovial, and she forgets that she's a dog who sometimes has ouchy hips and back legs. Um, again, that back left leg, leg. So, I mean, there's level three pain back there. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes it's a level one, she says, but I get fatigued in that limb more so than the other. As far as is pond swimming beneficial to your body, therapeutic perhaps? She says, I don't think so. It's just plain fun. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So, she, so if I'm understanding her right, she lives at about a level five, but it goes up and down based on what she's doing.
0: She says yes, that's right. She does have a pretty high tolerance for pain. Um, she, you know, a level five, For a small, wimpy dog, she says, would be overbearing for it, too much, overwhelming for her. She takes it in strides. She knows how to deep breathe through her pain. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When does it go to – what's the lowest it ever goes to on a fairly regular basis? She says a three. And when does that happen? She says just before I drift off to sleep. And then when I'm asleep, I'm a level zero. Okay. And what makes it go to higher than a level five? She says it goes up to a level seven after I've done, she shows me a 20-minute walk, and then an hour later, after she's been home for an hour laying down, I see her her pain going from a five up to a seven, and that's because it feels like the walk was too long, and again, it irritated the tissues around the the ball and socket joint of the, the pelvis.
1: Wow, well, that's me every day doing that to her. So tell her I'm sorry, and we will change that up. Um, she says, don't okay be
0: sorry I love my walks we don't want to give them up mom
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know she does. and um, so as, in terms of her mental health are there other things we can do to stimulate her since we can't go out on our long walks anymore Um,
0: she says I don't know what to ask for uh, universe is there a suggestion that would be most appropriate for Kaya and her situation um, Talking with her, reading to her, telling her about interesting animal-related articles that you read in a magazine. It just feels like these are mentally stimulating because she she likes she's very interested in animals, not humans and their activities, but animals. So if you read something on Facebook, YouTube, uh, you know, magazine is the example the universe gives, and just relay her. Hey, guess what I just read today? This goose and this donkey your best friends, or whatever. but um, I'm getting that anything else universe on that question I get no it's not appropriate to teach her new training tricks and things that could be done inside because it feels like that would be working her mentally yes but it would also be involving the body um, and her body really needs downtime and to rest
1: okay and so let's transition right into her PT which is that she does every day Um, is that does that is that okay for her? Does she like that?
0: Okay. And who does this with her, just so I'm clear?
1: Pauline. Pauline. My partner does it with her. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, Kai, um, how do you feel about the physical therapy with Pauline every day? She feels it's necessary. She feels that it helps her with her um, stretch her muscles with her range of movement. It's interesting. She feels like the, the majority of the benefit of that activity is due to, well, creates, excuse me stretching of the musculature, which she says is really important for blood flow. No matter how big or small, in this case small, my muscles are in my back hind limbs, which she thinks are, some of those muscles, again, are, I don't know, a quarter of the size, a half a size. She's showing me less than the normal um, thickness of the limbs, if she, the, the uh, muscles, if she had normal limbs in the back. So she says it's important that we do keep doing these stretches. They're really not that painful for her because her range of motion has been, this has been done so many times, it feels like her range of motion is pretty decent in the way that she's been exercised with Pauline. If you were to add a new form of exercise, that would stretch the tendon muscle in a different way and her range of motion would be more limited. But whatever exercises are being done, she says it is worthwhile. She thanks Pauline for her time. She thinks it's just pretty, to her, it feels like a short little five-minute thing, so it's not like it takes up a lot of her day. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: She doesn't mind
0: doing it. It is beneficial. Is there some sort of stretch or PT that we could ask Pauline to do that you feel would benefit you more, Kai? She says, no, the woman's doing it just right. Don't have her change a thing. And don't have her overextend me. When asked, what is that, please? Belly stretches, not my favorite thing to do. Now when belly she, stretches? Belly stretches. What she shows me is mm, what position. I, I guess she's laying down, and I see a back limb being asked to pointy toe towards behind her, you know, tail direction. She tells me that there is some engagement, not just of the whole leg, the limbs itself, but engagement of the musculature that happens to run along the bottom side of her lower abdominal region, she tells mm. me the muscles in there are very tight. Um, these would be, this would be located. If you know where the belly button on a dog is, uh, if you ever find the belly button on a dog, the little button there, um, there is very thin musculature in dogs, right there underneath the skin. She says those muscles for me are very tight.
1: Mm. Okay. I guess I'll ask the massage therapist to address that because we don't do any stretching with her. We just do... We're trying to strengthen her back legs and get the musculature back up so that it'll support the hips, so... Yeah,
0: you know, for her, though, she sees all that is not strengthening the bones or the joints. She sees it as the muscles are benefiting. That's why she's been doing the stretching. Um, Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: What else? Okay. And she still likes to play. I know she... I know she likes to play, but play doesn't aggravate her too much. Um, She says, I keep
0: myself in check there. I have to play for my mental stimulus and emotional well-being. I'm not going to not play. It doesn't feel that it does her in too much. So she's good at not doing more than she's supposed to or not doing more than she should.
1: You know, really for
0: her, it's the walks beyond 10 minutes that is coming through big time now as being what. Aggravates her more than anything, might way more than play.
1: Okay. Um, so, does she understand that there is a possibility that we could surgically replace her hips, um, but she would be unable to go for walks and do pretty much anything for four months afterwards?
0: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Would she
1: be Would she be game Game to do that?
0: Gotcha. So let me explain. She got the first part, so that means after surgery, during healing, for about four months later, you wouldn't be able to go for walks or play games and things along, that, along those lines until healing was complete. Where do you stand on this idea? She says, let's go for it. Um, do you understand four months, that whole time period? She does. She does understand that. When I asked her, "What is your let's go for it motivation?" she says, "I would like to be pain free." She says, even if it only gives me a couple years, because she's she's shrugging, she doesn't know how long these fake limbs would last her. And I get she just she she just nobody she's not heard that from anybody, you know. I, so that's where that I don't know is coming from. Uh, these things are probably for your lifetime, I would think, Kaya. These legs, mm-hmm. but she says either way, she says even if I could have. Two additional years in this body that was virtually pain-free, she thinks it would be worth it. She doesn't Mm -hmm. mind going to surgery. She's not afraid of surgery. She's not afraid of the four months. Now, if she started feeling well during the two months after the surgery, she does show me she admits she would have a tough time doing cage rest and holding still and not being asked to be quiet because she'd be feeling better. Um, when I mentioned her, just so you know, the, the healing process, there there would potentially be pain. She says, I'm used to pain, you know, pain during the healing, and then it would probably go away or at least subside substantially. She says, anything's better than what I've got going on now. Um, okay. She tells her spirits are not down because of what she's dealing with now, but she is a quieter dog than she would be if she did not have pain. And I mean quieter um, locomotion-wise, movement-wise.
1: Okay, so, she, so she's not experiencing depression because of the pain in her lifestyle? Okay, let me ask.
0: No, she's not. Um, she says, I'm not experiencing depression, I'm experiencing tolerance. She says, I have to limit myself. So she holds herself back. If you've ever, she says, met a human who held themselves back from doing something they really wanted to do, because that's the emotional part I deal with. And that, to her, is a bit of a bummer. But no, she doesn't go into melancholy or depression because of it.
1: Okay. Okay, so can we address her medication? I don't know if she'll know the difference of all of them, but if we can just kind of check in and see if there's a way she can give us some feedback. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can no. certainly ask. Yeah, what's so the first- uh, let's start with the, um, the gabapentin, which is the one she takes... Most often, three times a day, the little white tails that stick to her tongue.
0: Okay, and that one's for pain, right?
1: Um, that one's for nerve pain, yes.
0: For nerve pain, okay. So that one, three times a day, a gabapentin hug. Let's keep it. She shows me hugging it. Like, this is beneficial to me. Um, okay. This doesn't help with the tinglys in the bottom left limb, though. But she says it does help elsewhere. And that's worth keeping, certainly.
1: Okay. And then she's got Deramax, which is more like her anti-inflammatory to to keep the inflammation down. Okay, Deramax. Uh, that at night. Is that a white white pill? Um, I'll have to check because Colleen does the nighttime pills. Um, that's okay.
0: That's okay. Um, she's she's asking me, is that the white pill? <laughs> so I don't get No, to this
1: is the this is the big fat brown one. I think yes, yeah, okay. the big fat brown one that's cut in half.
0: Okay, that she gets at night only?
1: Yes.
0: Okay, so Kaya, based on that description, she says, I really don't know what it does in my body. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay, Okay. so do you think it's doing anything? She says, I really don't know. I get she's clueless on that one. When I ask, do you mind Mm -hmm. taking it? She says, no, I take things for daddy. It's not a problem. When I ask, is it causing any that you're aware of, negative side effects, you know, making an achy stomach or anything? She says, no. So she okay. doesn't know if it's helping, but it's also not causing her any
1: obvious harm. Okay. So then she's on lots. We have a list here. <laughs> okay. um, the next, the next one is amantadine, and that's the one that we cycle her on two weeks on and two weeks off because we thought it was upsetting her stomach. It's okay. the one that's really the more the pain blocker. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm gonna have you pronounce the name one more time.
1: Amantadine.
0: A Amantadine, so tune in the energy of that one. How do you feel about that one? She tolerates that one. Um, so when you take it those two weeks on, how does it make you feel? She, again, she doesn't notice a, a difference. Does that or has that in the past ever caused you stomach issues? She says one of them did. She's not sure if it was that one or another, but one of them gave me the throw-up. I get two things. Um, when she says a throw-up, she shows me um, spit without food, white foam, uh, when I asked what is this about, she says, it made me nauseous. Okay. So there was a a drug, she, again, she's not sure which one, that made her nauseous. And I see whether she had food in her stomach or not, that, yes, she would want to spit up and vomit. Uh, do you feel like during those two weeks off you experienced this nausea, Off two weeks off of this medicine? She says, I've not noticed that. I've not noticed, yeah. So she does not, has not noticed nausea when she's been off it, but, again, she can't seem to pinpoint if it's that one or something else
1: okay okay so um, and then the last actual medicine is her tramadol which is the one that I only give her um, when she really looks like she's in pain and it kind of makes her sleepy and loopy and and hungover
0: okay gotcha so your awareness on that there are days that I need this unfortunately and it's nice sometimes just to get yes sleepy and to miswalk a bit, um, dizzy a little bit, wavy in the head, like on a boat in the head. Uh, yeah, so there are days I need this. Are you getting it enough time? Mom knows when to give it, and it's good she gives it. The negative of the Tramadol is this makes her stomach feel odd, not nauseous. What the, What is this odd sensation? Oh, swimming in the head. Um, lightheaded, there we go, lightheaded. It makes her feel lightheaded, so it feels like because it goes in the stomach as you know, it's a you know medicine. So <laughs> it goes in the stomach, it gets, gets absorbed. She says into her bloodstream. She feels that it accesses the bloodstream partly through the stomach, and then from there it gives her a lightheaded sensation. When I ask, "Is this tolerable? Are you okay with this?" I just go and lay down. Okay. So, do you want this, despite the way it affects your body? She says, "There's days that I need it." So, yeah, okay. unfortunately, she wants you to keep it.
1: Okay. So that was my gut instinct is the manzatine is gone and just use the tramadol when she needs it. She seems to be in pain more without the manzatine, but it it seems like it has some pretty high, you know, when I muscle test on her, it, it tests it low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she okay. says
0: that's fine whatever you want to do. She's fine sticking with just the tramadol and giving up the other because she wasn't really sure what it was doing for her anyway.
1: Okay, and then the, um, the dosiquin, which is the one that has the glucosamine in it and some other things that she gets with her PT, she likes that one?
0: Okay, she says, that's fine, I like that one. She does, and okay. that one's very easy for her to take in. It does not give me the throw-up.
1: Okay, good. Um, Let's see. Oh, what about food? Is there any, She, you know, her appetite kind of comes and goes, so... Is there anything we can feed her that's, you know, easier with all this that's going on? Um, she says probably not.
0: She says keep doing what you're doing when asked, would variety help, just something new and novel? She says they try that, and she shrugs. She doesn't think that would that's not going to help her with her appetite. Why is it wax and wing? Some days I just don't feel great, she says, and I go lay down. She says who wants to be on a full stomach when you're not feeling good in the hips? Um, she doesn't feel that she's lost any significant amount of weight because of her appetite waxing and waning. She says, tell mom not to worry about that. And, you know, she does like, what is this, raw meat? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried raw hamburger or raw chicken meat.
1: She hates raw meat. Really? really? she's lying. She hates raw. She won't eat anything raw. I feed my other dogs raw and she won't touch it. <laughs> Huh, let me ask her then. So that doesn't
0: make sense to your person. So why are you mentioning it? She says there's glucosamine in raw meat. I need glucosamine. Okay, you're getting your dosiquin that has glucosamine in it. She says I am. Are you saying you need more glucosamine? She says bone marrow has glucosamine in it. Okay, I don't know if it does or not, Mary Jo. I would have to research okay. that. Um, why don't you make yourself a note and research it yourself? But she's telling me that why she's mentioning the raw is because in her awareness, it has glucosamine. Um,
1: so she, she says, would like raw bones. That she oh. does like.
0: Oh, oh. Wait, Are what about raw bones? Yeah, I like those. Is this what we're talking about? Am I misunderstanding? You? No, I was talking about food, not bones, she says. Okay, well, mm. All right. what? So well, go back to I'll the
1: introduce bones. it to her on occasion and see, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, you certainly can. Um, she's after the glucosamine that she claims is in this raw diet, raw... Food, um, And, you know, I don't see her wanting it as an entire meal either, but more like a, a tidbit, uh, yeah. a marble-sized treat.
1: Yeah, that's what we do is we just put little bits in, in kibble.
0: Okay, okay. Well, you know, yeah, I would try it now and then, um, and maybe even put it in your palm, because she's showing me being hand-fed, and, and then you putting it down the floor, and she says, I can take it from the floor. Um, human hands, uh, watch the lotion. Or scented soap um, that you may have in the house. I get her being like, "Ugh, like the smell of that on human hands is not enjoyable or pleasurable to her." Oh, okay. Yeah, right. unscented, unscented would be preferred. She's her nose is sensitive to smells.
1: Okay. Is there yeah. anything else she wants us to know? Okay. Kaya? You're just
0: doing a really good job by me. She doesn't know what else to tell you.
1: Does she? Would she be able to tell us if she just wanted out of her body if the surgery wasn't an option?
0: Okay. Let me see. Would you be willing to tell them if you wanted out? Um, she says, yeah. She says what you would do... She says, if I wasn't interested in being in this body anymore, she said is lay flat out on the ground, the eyes would be open, I would be conscious, I would hear you, I would see you, but I would just choose not to move. So she would lay on her side and be like, you know, you'd encourage her to get up and she would just ignore you. Um, and when I asked for how long a duration would that go on, she said basically for days on end. Um, she says, and then check with me. She says, if I can't get out of the funk, of being able to get up and move around and go for walks like we normally do on a daily basis. If that's what I'm doing, she says, check with me. I may be ready to go because I'll be done, done with this body by that point. She'll be quite frustrated and therefore done. Okay. She says this isn't fair as well. Um, It's not fair, she says, that I'm experiencing this. I know I chose this. I chose this body. She says, but in hindsight, it's like she sometimes shakes her head and she says this isn't fair because she has so much she wants to do. She wants to romp. She wants to play. She wants to be out in the yard and sniff like a normal dog without feeling like her back two legs get fatigued, tired, and she has to go and lay down and rest.
1: Yeah. Yep. Right there with her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, we're, we're at 33
0: minutes. Did you feel complete or did you want to keep going? I know you had another little guy you wanted to talk with too.
1: Yeah, I want to keep going. Okay. All right.
0: Very good. I'll let you know when we get to the 15 minutes because that might be all all you need. All okay. right. So, so,
1: the last
0: um, Kaya, oh. unless you've got anything more for her, and Gizmo. So Gizmo Wait, there's
1: you... one last one last question on Kaya. Is oh, okay. what's, the, what's the deal with the cats? Why is she growling at them and snapping at them?
0: You know, because she shows me an image of being low on the ground in this particular image and growling, snapping at a cat who's just walking by, not doing anything to her. I ask, why are you doing this? That is your mom's question. She says, I'm a little protective around the space of my body. Do you realize the cats don't have any interest in hurting your body? She says, I do, but I'm being more protective of my body as I'm aging. You know, as time goes on, she's becoming more this zone around my hips, she says. I just don't want them near me. She calls the cats annoying, um, and like at this point she's tolerating them. Now I get when she first came to you, it just feels like she was much more neutral to the cat, so is this is this just because you're not feeling well and maybe getting more grumpier than usual? She says it is some of that. She says, but I don't do it to dogs, I just do it to the cats. There's a cat in your home who she admits will sometimes hmm, walk into the room as she's laying down and it will just sit there and pay attention and watch and look around. And, you know, it's it's, it's not doing anything to her, but it will pay attention to what's going on in that particular room and the surroundings, kind of like uh, observing is what she says. She doesn't mind that, but when they're walking around and she's trying to rest, I feel that she's a little um, extra on guard, like doesn't want to sleep with one eye open and would prefer to just say go away in a snappy kind of way to them so that they leave the room and she can fully rest with her eyes closed. She doesn't want to okay. have to watch out for them.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so Gizmo.
0: All right. Thank you, Kaya. A little Gizmo, please. Gizmo, Gizmo. Okay. So I've got his attention. Oh, he's got quite quite a personality. Full of yes, energy. Yes, he does. <laughs> full of energy. <laughs> full of, um. he knows himself. He is very mm, black and white kind of guy. He, uh, okay, <laughs> what's your first question?
1: Well, we just want to check in. He has a bad back, right hip, and leg, too. Um, had a surgery when we first got him. He had a broken leg, and we surgically <clears throat> repaired it. So we just want to check in and see if he needs, you know, we're giving Kyle this attention, and to see if he's in any pain. Absolutely.
0: So Gizmo, how about that? Um, back, left, hind does annoy him at times. Uh, I see him looking at it. He says, I can't get the fuzzy feeling. So for him, fuzzy feeling is that feeling of um, pins and needles effect. Same idea, different language. I can't get it to go away. I don't like it, he says. Um, It doesn't happen all the time. He wishes that you could do something about it. He doesn't know what to ask you to do. Sometimes he just wants to be left alone, like not touched, not bothered with. He says, mm-hmm. "I wish you could help me more with it." Okay, and he's quiet. Um, the back itself. The only thing that he brings up there is, mm, I want to say, in the location of his back. That's about where the small of the back is. You think of where the small of the back is on a human. Um, mm-hmm. just the hair closer towards the head direction versus tail direction in that particular small of the back region. It feels very stiff, far stiff. Um tight for him. I don't sense pain, though. When I ask, what's the stiffness? He says, that's just me. That's the way it is. Um, but mm-hmm. there's no pain there. So there's a zero level pain. What about your back left limb? What's your zero uh, to ten pain level? It's a five. No, he says, no, it's not really. Um, what is it, then? He says it's a three. It's a five if I'm grumpy. If I have an attitude, he says, it goes up to a five because my blood pressure uh, increases. He shows me one of those cartoon images of a hmm, cartoon human blowing their top uh, and being, you know, steam coming out the ears. So when he gets agitated or gets the grumps, feels like he goes up to a 5, but he does that himself, hmm. self-induced. Does this make sense? I
1: mm, yeah. guess. <laughs> so really, well, do you he kind of, him being kind of agitated with- or grumpy? Gizmo? No, he's the easiest going guy I've ever met in my life. Huh. He's okay. He's playful and he's sweet and, um, yeah, and he's a okay. snuggle bug. Like, he follows you around everywhere and...
0: Well, I mean, he just shows me being on the couch and, and feeling grumpy and, and hanging out by himself during Yeah, that...
1: he does that a lot, but when no one's here, that's what he does.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay, so... Yeah, he's not going to follow you around when he's grumpy, he tells you. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, certainly not.
1: Um, okay, what else for him? Um, so why does he lick his front feet? Why do you lick your front feet? He says
0: for something to do. I don't get the itch. There's nothing wrong with the skin. He does not believe that it's allergies. He gives me no inclination that it would be allergies. So why are you doing It's self-soothing. Uh, so what are you trying to soothe? He says it creates comfort for me. It's um, the equivalent of a child carrying uh, their baby blanket around. It's comforting. He keeps telling me the same thing. But can you tell me what what are you trying to comfort yourself for what purpose? Is there something that's uncomfortable in your life? He just says I have restriction of movement because of – so I guess he's not as flexible in the spine as he used to be. This is what he's Mm -hmm. indicating to me. And he says, so I am moving. He's movable, certainly throughout the house. It doesn't feel like he's restricted in any way. That's fine. But because he doesn't have full range of motion to wiggle, he feels uh, his hips, the front half of his body, and again the, the the vertebrae column itself. He just says, so I do this. And what are you getting out of it besides comfort? Are you get? He's not really. He's not getting any endorphin relief. He's not getting. Um, so he's not doing it for anything physical benefit. It's all emotional benefit. Uh, he also has no plans on stopping.
1: <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> that's my guess. Um, okay, and he hides under the bed. And Will you ask him if that's just because of the flies or if there's some other reason why he's hiding?
0: Okay. Why do you hunt under the bed? He says it's private. It's quiet. Oh, part of the reason is it's just plain quiet and he can be left undisturbed under there when I ask, does it have anything to do with the flies? He says, no, not really. Mom's been thinking that, but no, not really. You know, it's just like um, somebody having their own bedroom and he calls it Mm -hmm. his own little bedroom, his own little hideout spot specifically. He says, and you go to your hideout spot when you want calm and comfort he can get away from everybody and there's a lot of everybody's in the house he says at times sometimes they they come to one room and it's just like he wants to um, even though he's comfortable and social with the others and I'm talking you know other people but uh, it's you know, always
1: just, all the cats really that's just, yeah that's just it
0: just awesome. feels like sometimes he wants to just get away and get his own space
1: okay um so we just are questioning, uh, someone peed in the house. We don't know if it's the dog who just died or if it was him. Can you ask him if it was him? Yeah, absolutely. So Gizmo, did you recently,
0: how many days ago was this?
1: Oh, I just found it. So it probably would have been like a month ago.
0: Oh, okay. So she just found some urination. Uh, so maybe from a month ago. Have you peed in the house? No, it was not me. He's okay. very good I'm, about holding it, he says, and, and being a gentleman and going outside, because he knows
1: yeah.
0: dirty floors do not make you happy and clean floors do.
1: <laughs> okay, um, and then is if, if he? does he have any food preferences? Is, is he preferring softer food now as he's getting older? Or? Okay, so any food preferences?
0: He says, well, what do you got? <laughs> he's very into it. Yeah, he won't, he yeah. won't
1: eat his kibble, so he'll eat my homemade food, but he he tends to not eat his kibble very well.
0: Okay, sure. So let me see. What do you want to say about that? Um, well, what you make is very tasty. So there's a flavor response versus, you know, versus the dry kibble doesn't feel as mm, delicious to his taste buds. So that's the reason why he's choosing one over the other. So do you want more soft food as you age? He says, "Sure, I'll try it." It just feels like he's up for trying anything.
1: <laughs> um, well, he likes food, huh?
0: He does. He, he comes across as enjoying it. And wanting to. and He likes variety. It's very exciting for him to try variety. Um, he says, I'll try most anything once. I'm going to ask, but how about your mouth and your teeth, your TMJ joint? Does it serve you better to have soft food? He says, I can do either. Tell mom not to worry about it. If she's got something new to give me, put it down on the floor and I will try it.
1: Okay. All right. So when he just doesn't eat, it's just because he's not hungry, I guess.
0: So, why are there what are the reasons why you sometimes don't choose to eat? Not interested. Um, it's not because he's sick. Are you hungry? Nah. He says I'll come back around later. She can put it down for me later. Mm-hmm. He says that there's times when you're right. It is about hunger. Times when he's hungry and times when he's not. He does okay. enjoy food. In okay, he enjoys food especially if it's a single treat or a single you know um, little tiny piece, meatball size, marble size that you're offering him. But when it comes to a meal that has a larger quantity to it, it's kind of hit or miss, he says, whether he's interested in that moment. He says, no problem. Two hours later, she can put it down. So he thinks okay. it's not a big deal. He, You know, some dogs are like, oh, there's food. It's going to be my last meal. He doesn't think that way. He mm-hmm.
1: likes food.
0: But it also is, oh, I know she'll give it to me later anyway.
1: Okay. So last question for him. Is there anything that he wants us to tell us that we aren't doing or that he wants us to know. Okay, sure. So Gizmo, you
0: know, you're doing right by me. Um, Any requests at all, (laughs) put the cats in the room so you can have just me with you. Um, I get that's an attention thing. Uh, He says the cats are, mm, okay, all over the place, but they often travel in bundles or groups Um, So even though he may be out, say, in the living room, for example, he shows me a cat or two here and there sharing the space. When I ask, so what is it you're after here? He would like you to pick up all the cats and put them behind a closed door, for what purpose, and then come sit with him beside on the couch so he can have, oh, it's about one-on-one attention, one-on-one. When I ask, well, can't she just sit beside you on the couch while the cats do whatever in the room? He says, well, eventually somebody else wanders over.
1: No, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. It's totally fine. I know exactly what he's talking about. And he, he tells us he's displeased with it. So, okay, good. <laughs> All right. Very um, cool. So Shall we move on to Rascal then for the last bit?
0: Yeah. Let me bring up Rascal's photo. Hold on. Do-do-do. There we go. Rascal, please. Rascal. Okay, so I've got her and your first question.
1: Um, I really just want to check in with her because I know she's getting older and has some arthritis, and I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see how she's doing.
0: Um, You know, she says, I'm getting along. She says that my hips are not anywhere like the other dog's hips. She says, mine are in place. She says, my backbone is strong, my limbs, back to hind legs, the bone structure is more fragile these days, but she says that I'm not complaining about my body. She says that everything allows me, okay, the limbs, the muscles, the bone structure that comes together, everything allows me to move, she says, from point A to point B. She still has a very good sniffer, nose, and the ability to smell, she says, is still one of her stronger
1: hmm, suits,
0: senses. So she says that's fine. She tells me that she eats enough to sustain herself. Uh, She's just kind of giving an overview of her physicality. Um, She says, my vision, she says, it depends on the hour. If it's nighttime where the hour is late in the day, okay, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., something like that where the sun has gone down, she says it can be more challenging to see, but there always seems to be enough lights on here or there in random spots in the home. Uh, so your vision these days gets dampened because of darkness. She says, yeah, but it's not terrible, and I do fine navigating. Um, I'm not being picked on. Okay, anything else? She says, mom takes good care of me. I don't know what else to tell her.
1: Well, it seems like we've been, like, she used to, like, lay on me, and we were real snuggly and lovey together. And then I got kind of crabby because life got too stressful, and now she doesn't like want anything to do with me. So I just, I just want to know if we're okay. Like if she can forgive me for that and we can go back to being friends.
0: Okay. She says, I took it personal that you didn't want to be with me. She says, we're okay. She says, but I did take it personal. You told me too many times that not right now, not right now. So she does, after a while, it took a toll. Um, So there was a lot going on for Mary Jo. Would you be willing to forgive her? And what would you like Mary Jo to to request that she return to that behavior?
1: Um, Well, just that if she needs some love, she knows she can come get it, and I will be kind.
0: Okay. She says, okay, I know that much. She says, my days of sitting on your lap, yeah, she feels are pretty over. Um, She doesn't have a grudge against you. Uh, it's just more of um you made it clear that you've got stuff going on. She says what she'll do is hang out in a room near you. And so that's her way of offering you her support, just, you know, a friendly companion cat hanging out in the same room with you. She says, mm-hmm. I'm not giving you the cold shoulder. She says, I gave you the cool shoulder in the beginning. That was the beginning when you started telling her you weren't interested in having her sit on your lap. Uh, mm-hmm. But that it feels like she's warmed up once again. So, no, your relationship with her is fine. Okay. When I ask her anything, she than the relationship with Mary Jo. She says, "No, no. I wish you would sit down. She doesn't sit down enough." <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: What else? We're at 49 minutes, so we might I think that's the last. it. Just if you would just tell her that, you know, that our relationship would get along a lot better if she didn't always sit right in front of the computer when I was writing.
0: Okay. So, Rascal, do you hear this? She says, I do. She says, I feel like that's the only time you sit down for long lengths of time. This is why I seek you out then. She says, so do you understand that you're blocking her screen? She says, I know exactly what I'm doing and what is it you're doing? Trying to get her attention. I want her to take her hands off the keyboard and put them on me and give me a moment of love. She says this is the second best thing to the behavior of me where I used to sit on her lap, seek her Mm -hmm. out on her lap. But she found that getting up and getting down with me in my lap was bothersome and tedious, and I just wanted to sit on her lap. So this is what she Mm -hmm. feels like she's kind of, you know, it's the second best thing. Um, She really does need... mm -hmm. The amount of time, the frequency of time that she does this behavior in front of the the computer screen, she actually does feel she the frequency is the amount of frequency of touch she needs from you in order to stay balanced in her relationship with you. Okay. So she's really not trying to drive you crazy. Um, uh, you know, Rascal, I'm going to just propose this to her. What if your person was to put a seat next to her. I do with one of my cats loves to sit in my lap when I do the computer and I feel like I'm <laughs> a little stuck in my chair too. So I put a chair beside me and put a nice blanket or soft bed and the cat usually goes there as a second best alternative. Would you be interested no, I want to be on the desk. So what about a nice soft kitty bed on the desk beside her computer? Well I'll be off of it in no time and in front of her screen again. You can try that, Mary Jo and see if she's willing to take two. You know, and you can call it her special spot, really play up your words on, oh, this is a big deal, rascal, I just bought this new bed, put it here for you, um, to try to encourage her to use it in those moments where you really do have work to do.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was my instinct about it, but I thank you. Okay. Very good. So I need to um, pay you up for this extra time. Can I just give you a card or do I go back on PayPal? How does that work?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and send you, um, well, let's see. We're, we've got nine more minutes, I mean, because I work in blocks of 15-minute time, so okay. at this point we're almost at a half an hour. I mean, I've got the photos of your prior animal family I've worked with in the past. Do you want to check in with anybody else for those nine minutes? Um,
1: well, everybody's dead except for, I don't know if you have pictures of Pepper or Baby Kitty, Karma, her name is Karma.
0: I have Pepper, hmm Okay. All right, so let me call her in. So Pepper, please. Okay, and
1: your question for Pepper. Um, why do you think everybody is uh, picking on you?
0: You know, she just tells me she has some insecurities. She gets a little bit nervous uh, at times. Um, when others are loud or walking too nearby, she doesn't really see it as, she really doesn't think they're bullying her. It's like really nobody's out to get me is how she puts it, but she does admit she's a sensitive being. She's a very gentle cat by nature, but very sensitive as well. Um, When I asked, so is there a different way you'd like to be, she says, well, I want to be myself. You know, asking others to slow their pace She's bringing up one of the dogs, especially. I'm not getting a name or a hit on, you know, size, but one of the dogs moves pretty quickly at times through the home environment. She wishes this dog would slow its pace, and that's just one example. I don't get this dog bothers her. It's not chasing her. It's none of that. Um, But fast movements for Pepper, uh, she says, can sometimes startle me is what she says, and other times it doesn't bother me. She doesn't come across as the most skittish cat, certainly in the world, but she does tell me she does sometimes have an insecure streak. She says, Mom, I would like, she shows me an image, I would like to be like Pepper. She would like to have touching of the human hand on top of her head, what more so than, yes, more so, where you come to her and you offer it. And For her, she can be particular about you touching her, so she shows me having the desire of you putting your finger or hand out first for her to sniff and smell, which in the cat cultural world is a cat-to-cat greeting, a nose-to-nose greeting. Um, so she's asking you to do that, and then she sniffs, and then you, you pet her head. This is just kind of a very gentle way, she says, of approaching me. Um, pepper? She says that pepper is not a problem for me. It's just I wish I was more pepper-like in the sense okay, I'm of...
1: Okay, confused who we're talking to. I thought I'm we sorry? were talking to pepper. I'm confused who we're talking to. I thought we were talking to Pepper.
0: We are. Pepper is oh. wishing that she was more like the personality of your... Oh. Yeah. Pepper wishes she was more outgoing like your calico girl, is what she's saying.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, she just says there's a lot of advantages to being outgoing, and I just don't see myself as that. Um, so, yeah, no, we are still very much talking about
1: Pepper. Okay. Okay.
0: She... Pepper does not feel she has the ability to shift and change her personality. She is who she is, which is why she wants you to reach out to her on a more regular daily basis um, in offering her physical attention and hi, hellos, how are you, you know, verbal expression. Um, She just says, rascal seeks you out and just plain asks for it. That's not my way.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm wondering if you have a picture of Karma, because Pepper is actually my friendly cat. She's the one who jumps in my lap and sneers all over everybody, and she's the one cat we have that will come to you and that will, you know, love on you. And okay. Karma's the one who's kind of standoffish and very...
0: Okay. Yeah, the picture I've got is of a black, looks like medium-haired cat, gold eyes, sitting in front of a window, maybe sitting on the back yeah, of a that's, that's Pepper. Okay. Okay. Well, she thinks that there is, I mean, she does call herself friendly, but she says that she doesn't call herself outgoing. Um, how is friendly different from outgoing, Pepper? She says, well, I'm, okay, she likens herself again comparatively to Rascal, and she says, Rascal is outgoing. She just plain seeks out. Whereas Pepper's like, I wait for you to come around. So she does see herself as friendly in that regard. But it's like Rascal actually go around looking for you in the house to search. She hunts for you. Mm. Okay. Mhm. Yeah.
1: And you don't have a picture of my other cat, my little short-haired black cat.
0: I don't. But if you give me a description, um, is she is she the only? Well, her
1: name. Yeah, she's very tiny. She's got very short black hair. Um, She's got a little white, like a tuxedo thing on her chest. Okay. And and her name was Karma, but she told us she hated it. She likes to be called Baby Kitty.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right, so I'll have you picture her in your mind's eye. So Baby Kitty, please. Okay, she smiles at being included in this conversation. All right, and your first question for her.
1: I just want to know if she's feeling okay. She seems to be um, have a lot of trouble with her, her lungs. She seems to get sick a lot, and she seems to have trouble with her bowels, with diarrhea.
0: Okay, so how are you feeling physically? She says, I'm holding my own. Uh, are there issues with your GI system, your bowels at this point? She says it comes and goes. It's like having hiccups. It comes and goes uh, with the digestive system. She says that her that this is her normal her norm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, anything your person could do to help you be more relaxed and consistent and just I guess soft in the stool versus diarrhea or the other extreme constipation um, she says no I don't think so um, you know she is sound sensitive to noises in the home as well she just tells me this is I am a work in progress this is about me she says learning how to relax myself She says, I have improved in that area, but she also indicates that she's got a ways to go. Um, So nervousness for her, which is just, I mean, a very light version of stress, feels like it does impact her body and makes her have these hiccups, as she defines it, in the stool arena. As far as with your lungs, anything you can tell us about that right now? How are you doing with your lungs? Um, She just shows me they feel... um, How do I describe this? Um, They don't feel uh, completely like one can take a deep breath with total ease. It feels like there is a little bit of um, maybe like she can't fill them with a total deep breath, but she can fill them about 90%. 100% would be a full breath. So when asked why can't you fill them in the normal way a cat could, she says because that's how they are and what causes them to be this way. She says stress and my previous background before I came to this home. So is that caused by previous background? Is that caused by emotions, memories, past baggage? She says all of the above. How can your person help you? Reminding her that there is an art to living and that the art to living for her is the tip of relaxation. I mean, for her, it's like all about learning how to relax herself not be timid, not be shy, um, to feel that she is important and worthy as well. Reminding her of these things is certainly a way of encouraging her out loud, but ultimately she says, I have to do the work to get there, and I know that. Okay. Good. Yes. She does like Baby Kitty, loves that name. She's very happy with that. <laughs> And you know, she indicates she's come around more to you, and I get this, the comparison from when we previously spoke, so there has been improvement, so I I commend her for that.
1: Yeah, no, she's a totally different cat. I thought she was failure to thrive when we got her, and now she'll be touched, and she comes in once a night and will lay next to me for five minutes, so she's made a lot lot of progress.
0: Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Good for you, baby
1: kitty. Good job. (laughs)
0: All right. So I thank her and everybody else who's listening in your family. And we are set for today. Um, So yeah, I'll go ahead and send you a money request uh, from PayPal. It'll either land in your inbox or in your spam or junk folder in your email account. So just take a look at that for that. I'll send it in the next probably 15 minutes or less. Um, And if you want to take care of it in the next 24 hours, that's fine.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You take care, Mary Jo, and I'll get the recording out to you within 24 hours, too.
1: OK, thanks.
0: Sure. <laughs> bye bye
1: for now. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.